Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the second book of Shmuel uh, with chapter 3. This is Saul Weinreb, the host of the post podcast. <clears throat> At the end of the last chapter, we left a situation where Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, was appointed king over the uh, tribes of Israel in the north and David was king, appointed king in Hebron over the tribe of Yehuda in the south. Um, <clears throat> the officer, the main officer in charge, the general of Saul's army was Avner, um, and the general of David's armies was Yoav. And we read of the story where there was a small battle, a small um, uh, skirmish, that occurred between the uh, soldiers of Saul and the soldiers of David under the leadership of Avner and Yoav when they had gotten together, presumably for some sort of talks. So things went bad, and in the end, Avner killed Asael, who was the brother of Yoav, <clears throat> thus creating a significant enmity, uh, you know, deepening the enmity between Yoav and Avner. We are about to... Uh, study how this enmity continued to deepen and the sense of distrust between the two uh, deepened and became um, uh, difficult uh, and became uh, tragic. And that's what we're about to read today. <laughs> the war uh, continued to lengthen, uh, just uh, dragged on. That's the impression we get. Bain Beit Shaol between the house of Saul, Bain Beit David in the house of David. David and as this war, it seems like the the way it's being described, it gives you the sense that it's not like it wasn't like an all-out battle. Although there may have been small skirmishes, like the one we read about in the previous chapter, uh, it was just this general enmity, kind of like a cold war with occasional flare-ups. David, and as this war continued, David, David, and his kingdom and his uh, rule. Uh, uh, was flourishing and strengthening Uveit Shaul in the house of Saul Hochim Vidalim would go on and get weaker and get um, uh, and, and more impoverished and, and weakened and uh, the, the tides were turning against Saul and his descendants uh, and for David and his descendants was growing we focus a little bit on David David had children in Hebron during this time period as he solidified his rule over Judah. Vayiv Choro Amnon, and his eldest son was Amnon, Laachinoam Ha'Israelit. He was born to Achinoam, the wife uh, uh, that we had read about earlier, Omishnehu Kilav, and he had a second son uh, 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 named Kilav, Laavigail, who was born to Avigail. She was Eshet Naval HaKamali, who had originally been the wife of Naval, and we read that story uh, several chapters ago as to how she became David's wife. <coughs> the Ashli She, Avshalom ben Ma'acha, was Avsh and the third son was Avshalom, who we will hear a lot more about um, uh, later on who was the son of an, a third wife of David named Ma'acha, who was Bat Talmai Melch Geshur. Ma'acha was the daughter of Talmai, who was the king of Geshur. So here we see that David was taking wives um, that were the daughters of kings of surrounding 
um, countries, uh, thus demonstrating how he was solidifying his reign and forging alliances, etc. Biharavi'i, and the fourth son was Adoniya ben Chagit, the son of Chagit, who was another one of his wives, Vahachamishi Shefatya ben Avital. <coughs> and the fifth son was Shefatya, the son of Avital, another wife, Yashishi Yitra'amli Egla. David. And the sixth was a son named Yitra'am, who was the son of another wife named Egla, the wife of David. David These were all born to David when he was in the city of Hebron. This is setting up the situation to tell us, as opposed to a future son that will be born not in Hebron, but later on when David sets up his kingdom in, in his capital in Jerusalem, which we will get to later on. Now that we see David solidifying his kingdom, bearing children, marrying at least six wives at this point, and was when the war was uh, um, continuing between the house of Saul and the house of David. Avner was strengthening, was supporting, was the house of Saul. So Avner was a, as far as we can tell, and it was, we're giving the impression that he was a strong, um, powerful, charismatic leader, and he was supporting the house of Saul. And and seeing this uh, situation, Avner wanted to do something to um, uh, to end this this battle between the two the two houses between the two kingdoms, and somehow build up uh, the strength. Of, of everyone, we'll get to that in a moment. Ulushol Pilegesh, and Saul had a Pilegesh, he had had. Now we're going back to Saul's life, to, to an episode that we had, as of yet until now, not been aware of. He did have a Pilegesh, a concubine, um, that we were not aware of. We knew of Saul's uh, son Jonathan and his other uh, prominent sons, but we're about to learn of another one, Ushma Ritzpah Bat Aya, and he had, his concubine was named Ritzpah, the daughter of Aya. Vayomer el Avner, Madua Bosa el Pilegesh Avi. And he, meaning, um, in this case it's not mentioned, but he, meaning, uh, 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 you can assume from the context that this he who's speaking to Avner is Ishboshet, the current king, the son of Saul. And he says, Madua Bosa. Why have you had relationship with, had sexual relationship with, with my father's concubine? What one gets the sense of here is the sense of suspicion. When one has a house that is falling, this is both a cause and effect. As the house begins to fall, instead of finding fault in himself, in his kingdom, seeing what he can improve to make the kingdom work better, one often, and when a bad leader, will look for someone to blame. Someone is trying to subvert me and start making enemies rather than friends. And of course, he first turns to his most powerful and most important supporter, Avner, and starts accusing him of treason by saying, why did you sleep with my father's concubine? Now this, uh, of course, would be a... a um, a terrible, uh, uh, you know, sin against uh, his father, against the honor of his father by sleeping with his father's wife. But it would also suggest that Avner, by marrying Saul's wife, would somehow be trying to usurp 
the, the power of the king, the power of Ishboshet the king. So Ishboshet is suspicious that Avner is trying to take power for himself. Suspicion is always rampant when one is a failing dictator. And suspicion is what often is both the cause uh, that makes one into a failing dictator, but also is the effect of when one fails, one looks for someone to blame. Rather, it's easier than trying to find what to do better. Avner was very upset about what Ishboshet had said. And he said, Am I just a like a, a dog's head from Judah? Right, Judah being, you know, the enemy nation. So he's saying, like, I, am I just like a head of a dog coming from over there from those guys? Like, who am I? Hayom es chesed and avicha. I have today. I have always now been doing kindness. I've been loyal with the house of Saul, your father, El Echav, to his brothers, Ehu, and all those that are his his family and his friends. Belohim sisicha biyad David. And I have not at all, I have never um, uh, worked against you in the hands of David, who is, you know, who is your chief adversary. I've always been loyal to you. I've never done anything to show that I was with the other side. And now you're trying to accuse me of this sin of sleeping with the concubine. Like, what's up with this? Like, what kind of baloney is this? Um in other words, Avner's answer is, is not, I didn't sleep with a concubine, right? Rather, Avner's answer is, is answering what was really bothering Ishboshet, which was Ishboshet was claiming that he's disloyal, trying to usurp his power. And Avner is saying, look at my record. I've never, ever done anything even remotely like that. Ko Elohim li Avner May God do such to Avner. This is Avner speaking. Um, and so, uh, um, this is Avner speaking to Ishboshet. Now that he's angry, and now that he's been accused of treason when he wasn't guilty of treason, he says, So shall God do for Avner, and so shall he continue to do. Because just like God has sworn to David, in other words, that God has sworn to David that he should be king, that is exactly what I am going to do for him. Because obviously this is well known in the house of Saul. This was like a something hanging over their heads all the time, the knowledge that God, <coughs> through the prophet Shmuel, <coughs> has um, already taken the kingdom away from Saul and given it in his house and given it to David. David, And to establish the throne of David al Yisrael over entire Israel v'al Yehuda and over Judah. In other words, not only over Judah, but over all the tribes of Israel too. Uh, from Dun until Beersheba. In other words, Avner is saying that 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 if this is how you're going to behave to the people that are loyal to you, then clearly I see that what God had promised is exactly what's going to happen, and that is that you're going to lose your kingdom to your adversary David, and he's going to be king over. He's going to take over uh, your kingdom as well as the kingdom he already has in Judah. 
because Avner was so powerful, this is verse 11, So Ishboshet wasn't able to even answer to Avner a single thing. He couldn't even protest because he was afraid of Avner's power as his general. So here you have a king who's afraid of his own general, clearly not a very good sign for his um, potential success. So as a result of this, and Avner now wants to make some sort of peace with David and bring everyone together. So he sends messengers to David, Tachtov Leimar, Lemi Ha'aretz, I'm sorry, Lemi Aretz, um, Leimar saying as follows. So this is what he's saying. He says, he says a message um, uh, 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 to David um, uh, by, as, as to swear, Lemiaretz, to he who owns the land, Lamar, as, as follows, Karsob Rizchaiti, make a covenant with me, and I will be with you, to bring under your uh, um, kingdom, to bring to your side all of Israel. So, Limiaret is understood by some of the um, uh, um, uh, some of the commentaries to mean uh, by God, you know, who owns the land. Um, I want you to make a promise with me, to make a covenant and agreement with me that we will work together. And because Avner is so powerful in this kingdom, he has the power to say, "I'll bring everyone under your jurisdiction." Vayomer, and he said, um, in other words. David replied, Tov, fine, good. Ani I will make a promise with you. But I do ask of you one thing, to demonstrate that you, you mean it, that this is real. Don't come to meet me until you bring to me Michal, the daughter of Shaul, who was once married to David, but then Saul gave her to someone else. When you come to see me, make sure you bring her back to me as she is legitimately my wife. And this will signal, this will demonstrate to me that you mean it, that you mean what you're saying. So David sent messengers to Ishboshet, the son of Saul, saying as follows, Tunoet Ishti, give me back my wife, et Michal, asher erastili, that I had betrothed, b'meyah arlot plishtim, with the 100 um, foreskins of the Philistines. If you remember back to that story, Saul said, whoever, go, if you go and conquer the, you know, the, bring me back the foreskins of the Philistines, I'll give her as a wife, and David did that. So, bring her back to me. She's mine. I, I proved myself worthy of her. She was my wife. Um, she is my wife, and therefore bring her back. Now that this demand is made, if Avner will care, make sure this gets carried out, then David will be willing to meet with Avner, and he'll see that he's for real. And Ishboshet, who is so weakened, that he completely will acquiesce and does acquiesce and listen to David's demand. He took her from the guy whose name was Paltiel ben Loyish. He was the guy who Saul took Michal 
who was David's wife, and gave her as a wife to this Paltiel ben Loyesh. So he went and said, Give your wife up. And together with her, he went, he walked the whole way. He went crying after her that he's losing his wife. Um, there's no word of any fight that he put up to keep her. It's an odd situation. You, one would expect to have recorded here at least some record of him saying, no, I want her to stay, this or that. But all we have is that he went, walked and cried. Um, it, it's an unusual um, and very uh, pathetic situation. And uh, one, one could imagine all kinds of... Um, dynamics going on over here and how to explain this and how to understand this and how to read this but all in all this guy comes off sounding like a real wimp i don't know any better way to say it um for doing absolutely nothing to keep his wife and ishbosheth comes off as someone who's simply willing to just give in to all of david's demands just to avoid a fight <laughs> so he cried <coughs> and then avner told this guy uh, Paltiel said, you know, turn around, go back. And he turned around and went back. Again, completely um, subservient, completely, uh, uh, you know, uh, it seems to show absolutely no independence, no strength, no uh, no nothing. He seems like a complete nobody. Udvar Avner Hoya, and the... Um, and the word that had been agreed between Avner and the elders of Israel was as follows. Gam Timol, Gam Shilshom. That the you guys forever, yesterday and the day before yesterday, you have always wanted David to be the king over you. Right? This is the, so Avner had already spoken to the Ziknei Israel, to the elders of Israel that were at current being ruled by Ishbosheth, who was this complete wimp and complete loser of a king, right? Um, and we had already agreed that we wanted to, you, you, you've always wanted, you know you've always wanted that David should be the king. We are to asu. Now it's time to do something. Ki David because God spoke to David as follows. Biyad David avdi hoshia et ami Yisrael miyad plishtimu miyad it was in in the hands of David. It will be in the hands of David, my servant, that I will save my nation Israel from the Philistines and from all of their enemies. David is going to be the one that's going to protect us. David's going to be the one that's going to lead us. How can it be this Ishbosheth, who's such a nobody? How could he be the one that leads us? We all know that it is God who wants David to be the one that does that. And David even spoke in to the people, the tribe of Benjamin, who, the tribe of Benjamin, who was the tribe of Saul, the tribe of Ishbosheth, who you'd think would be the most loyal to him. Even they had already agreed with Avner to go under the jurisdiction of David. And now that Avner had already been accused of treason by Ishbosheth, Avner had lost his sense of loyalty to Ishbosheth. So he was ready to simply hand over the entire kingdom to David. So Avner then went to speak to David himself in Hebron in his capital. To speak and inform David everything that all of the people of Israel wanted, everything that they felt was a good idea, 
and and not just all the tribes of Israel, but even the tribe of Benjamin had already agreed and already wanted to go under the jurisdiction of David, and Avner went to inform David of this. So I'm going to stop here. This is halfway through chapter 3. This seems like a potential for some real peace here. We can peacefully unite the kingdom. This can actually happen without any fighting or bloodshed. Unfortunately, uh, what we're going to find is that despite the best intentions, something is always going to come and mess it up, which we'll read about when we read the rest of the chapter, when we do Samuel, uh, uh, Samuel 2, uh, chapter 3, the second half.